Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I will be talking with Dr. Fane Fry, and we're going to be talking about the skincare hoax. Really excited to jump into this topic today. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and author of the Chair Yoga Pocket Guide. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Dr. Fane Fry. She is a New York-based Ivy League-trained board-certified dermatologist, where she specializes in the diagnosis and treatment of skin cancer and a, cons- and a skincare consultant. As a nationally recognized expert in the effectiveness and formulation of over-the-counter skincare products, she is author of The Skincare Hoax, and she is founder of fryface.com, an educational skincare information and product selection service website that clarifies and simplifies the overwhelming choice of effective, safe, and affordable products encountered in the skincare aisle. In her spare time, you might find her running, playing piano, reading, or eating M&Ms. She lives in Rockland County, New York with her husband and has four growing children. Welcome, Dr. Fry. I'm really excited to have you here and to jump into this. Um, as you can imagine, as editor of a magazine, I get lots of stuff in the mail wanting me to try their skincare products. So I'm really excited to jump into this conversation today. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for that gracious in, uh, introduction. You're welcome. So, I mean, where would you like to start? Do you maybe want us to give us a little bit of your background and how you've kind of come to be this expert in skincare and um, what led you to writing your book? Sure. I've been a board certified dermatologist for 30 years. I was interested in chemistry. So I was sort of a little secret I had when I was younger. Nobody runs around bragging they love (laughs) chemistry. Uh, and I get into, into dermatology, a field that's been very good to me that I love very much. And, uh, I've become interested in the skincare industry, which is an amazing industry. The skincare industry is a great industry. It makes really great products, products you need, sunscreens, um, moisturizers. Um, but what I learned shortly after getting into the skincare uh, interest, um, is that the skincare companies are advocating for their shareholders as any good business does, right? So they want market share and and they have a huge advantage, Amy. And the huge advantage is that most consumers don't know um, triethanolamine or isopropyl mirostate or propylene glycol, right? You don't know what's <laughs> right, in those bottles, right. right? So the back of the bottle, the most important information on any skincare products, the ingredient listing. But the consumer doesn't understand the ingredient listing. You know, they pick out an individual ingredient that might be in there 0.1% or even less. Um, and so they don't know what's in it. So they have to resort to the front of the skincare product, which is the front label, which is mostly marketing. Right. So except for what the product is, like a cleanser or a moisturizer and the amount, which is what the law says it must have on it, the rest is marketing. So I decided to advocate for the consumer since the skincare companies were advocating for their shareholders. 
And the media, which I love, but they want to sell sensationalism, right? They want ads and they want your ratings for ad dollars. Um, They're not advocating for the consumer. So nobody's advocating for the consumer. So that's where I stepped in. So I decided Mm -hmm. to start educating. And I started writing and I was asked to be a medical expert and a contributor to several online magazines. And during COVID, what was I going to do? I decided to to write a book. I put it all out there and uh, hopefully to clarify, again, to advocate for the consumer. Uh, And that's the result is called the skincare hoax, how you're being tricked into buying lotions, potions, and wrinkle cream. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're often told we need like, you know, 101 face care products, right? You need a, you need a cleanser, you need a serum, you need an eye cream, you need an anti-wrinkle cream, you need a sunscreen, you need, you know, like, and it's overwhelming. And I, I equate the beauty industry very similarly to the diet industry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lots and of how, yes, like the diet industry, right? Diet culture has like a 90% failure rate, but they continue selling their products because people are just enamored by the hope of losing weight. And skincare is in that same vein, right? Like not everything works, yeah. not everything does. Some of it's actually harmful. It's full of toxic stuff. Um, but yeah, we keep buying it because we want to be wrinkle free, <laughs> right? Well, you said it. A lot of it is hope. And what people have to realize, again, I educate. I don't tell people what not to buy. I'm just going to educate you. Um, a concept that consumers don't know is something called cosmetic versus drug. So in this country, mm-hmm. we have laws. And the law says that if you're a manufacturer and if you intend for your skincare product to actually change permanently, right, to actually change the structure or function of any organ, you know, here we're talking about the skin. By law, it's a drug and it must go through the FDA and get pre-market approval for safety and efficacy. Um, all those um, all those other, those products you mentioned, anti-aging creams, age-defying creams, night creams, eye creams, neck creams, hand creams, foot creams, I could go on and on. Those are cosmetics. And by law, they're not intending to really change the structure or function of your skin. They can't by design. So, you know, you mentioned in the supplement industry, 90% of failure. Well, that's why women bounce from skincare product to skincare product. These products are not designed to turn back the hands of time. They can't for several reasons. One, they're not designed to because they're cosmetics. But two, the harsh reality is science hasn't found a single ingredient or product that reverses the aging process. That's not my opinion. That's just a fact. We don't know what reverses the process. And, you know, your podcast is a great name, right? Uh, Wellness from Within. The truth is, if you want a healthy skin, you need a healthy body. And if you want a healthy body, I can tell you what works. And it's not the sexy answer, Amy. It's not like it's the same with the supplement industry again, although that's not my expertise. You have to eat a you have to eat a healthy diet and you have to exercise. You have to get some sleep. Um, I always add laughter, although I have no science to prove that's the case, but I firmly believe (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's not the quick fix. It's not. That's what people want. They want the quick fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I like that clarification of cosmetic versus, you know, FDA approved because there are FDA approved um, skincare products out there. Oh, sure. And some very good ones. Mm -hmm. But even the anti-wrinkle cream, here's one, the Renova, which is the gold standard, if you want to call it that gold standard anti-wrinkle cream has gone through FDA approval process, safety process It's great. But when you look at the studies, 
Only about 10% of women who used those products had a moderate improvement. Everybody else had a minimal, no improvement, or even got worse. And it actually says on the package insert, you know, every drug has a package insert that you unfold that little white piece of paper. That nobody reads, yeah. That nobody reads. Well, if you look <laughs> at that white insert, you could Google it. It clearly states does not restore more youthful skin, does not re remove wrinkles, does not make you look younger. It says it on the package insert. That's the prescription. Now, imagine if you compare that to the over-the-counter derivative right. products with retinol in it. Again, these products are good moisturizers. And I know that because I test them in my office. I have a machine. We test them with a, a machine that measures electrical charge. So we measure the charge in electrical conductance. We have a, a way of measuring how much water is in the skin. And then we give the patient a couple of products, a moisturizer for one arm and one for the other for a week. And they come back a week later and we remeasure the water content of the skin. So I have an objective way to measure whether a moisturizer works. And a lot of those anti-aging creams and anti-wrinkle creams, they happen to be good moisturizers. But they also add a tiny bit of some marketing tool ingredient so that yes. that front panel on this cosmetic, you know, is appeased. And I just want to educate the consumer. If there's a benefit, it's really tiny and there's no reason to spend a lot of money. And I'll tell you, after doing this for decades, there's no correlation between what you spend on a skincare product, certainly a cosmetic, and how well it works. And I can tell you that with some really great certainty. So do you have any examples of um products that you have found that work well? Yes, that's where the website comes in, Fryface. So well, we find a product that works well. We do, we do, I have hundreds of comparisons. Um, we put it on the website. Again, I don't sell anything. I don't represent a company. I don't have a private line. Um, a true, full transparency, we are an Amazon affiliate. And as every Amazon affiliate, we get a 4% um, commission when something is purchased through the site. And to date, every penny has been donated to charity. This was never about making money. This was really about helping the consumer select products. And the products we use, Amy, are nationally and internationally known brands. You're going to recognize them. They're Johnson & Johnson's, Avinos, Neutrogena's, Eucerin's, uh, Aquaphor, Cetaphil, CeraVe. You'll recognize these products. These companies have the resources to make really good products. They use good ingredients. They hire environmentalists, chemists. Um, they have a reputation to uphold. And they happen to make the safest, most effective products for the buck. So that's why um, Fryface recommends them. And, you know, like some of the names you just mentioned, they're not terribly expensive. Um, like Many I know I've are, used, yeah. I love Aquaphor. Um, that was actually recommended to me when I had a tattoo um, as a really great uh, moisturizer for the tattoo. Uh, and so that is one that I've used. And I think a bottle, I mean, it's depends how you define expensive, but like a bottle of it was like maybe $9.99, $11.99, like that terribly expensive, right? You can, yeah, you can get a, you can get a, a pound of petroleum jelly for $5. And women are spending, here's an ounce. Here's a little ounce dry. Keep it here so you can see. This is an ounce. It's a little less than a shot glass. Women are spending 50, 100, $500 an ounce for anti-aging yeah. products. That's an ounce. That's $8,000 a pound. Can you think wow. of any perishable you'd even consider spending $8,000 a pound on? Mm -mm. That's what they're going for. And they're flying off the shelves. That's the hope in the jar. Now, if you like it and you like how it looks on your vanity and the packaging is probably going to be really nice, I'm not telling you not to buy it. I'm just telling you there's no correlation between that product and how well it hydrates. You can get a much less expensive product, which will hydrate as well, if not better. 
Um, and again, you have every right to spend your money the way you wish. But I think an educated consumer, a real mindful consumer uh, is a smart consumer. And I'm, I'm here to educate. Mm-hmm. And so what about what are some of the things to stay away from? Like maybe um, some names of chemicals that we can't pronounce um, that are like red flags, like things that you don't want to put on your skin. I can't, I can't tell you one. I'll be honest. There, the concept of what not to use is not about the chemical. It's about how much of the chemical. Ah, so that's right. why I say minimize your product. So we have we have chemicals that we come across every single day that can kill you. Botulism toxin, by all toxicology standards, is probably one of the most toxic compounds on the planet. And um, 3,000 units of botulism, if I injected that into you, you would die of botulism. Yet 3 million Americans stick 30 units to 50 right. units to their faces every day so that they don't have wrinkles. It's not the botulism toxin. It's how much right. botulism toxin. And that's true of every ingredient you see in all these products. The skincare industry, honestly, is a very safe industry compared to, say, the automobile industry. There were 40,000 fatalities on our highways last year. I think 42,000 was the number I saw. Should we conclude, take all the the cars off the road? 42,000 people lost their lives last year on, on the highway. So it's not it's not the driving, it's the risk you take and it's how you do you heed, you know, traffic signs, do you tr- heed speed limit, do you wear your seatbelt? Are you doing it safely? It's not the chemical, it's the amount of chemical. And I try to explain that to people. And if you are really worried about all this exposure, I have a real simple answer for you. Stop using so many products. Mm-hmm. You really just need one. Want to know what it is? Yes. In my opinion, the most important, the most valuable skincare product on the market, which prevents sun damage and prevents skin cancer. And yes, it is marketed. It is it is uh, classified as a drug in this country is sunscreen. And I would I it would behoove every person in Minneapolis, in New York. 12 months a year, 365 days a year to wear sunscreen every single day on their exposed skin and minimize how much skin is exposed. So if you're outside in a summer hot day, because you have to be, because you couldn't avoid the midday sun for whatever reason, you're working or your kid has some sporting event, wear a long sleeve shirt. Now you don't have to put sunscreen on your arms. Wear a a wide brimmed hat. Now you put it on your face, your neck, your ears, top of your feet probably, because you're going to be in flip flops. Minimize the amount of sunscreen you need, but do get it on liberally every single day. You will thank me five, 10 years from now. And how often should you be reapplying sunscreen? Well, that's a great question. If you can reapply it, well, if you're sweating or swimming, you reapply it every two hours if you're at the beach. But if you put it on every morning like I do, and I wear a water-resistant SPF 70 sunscreen, I put it on every morning. Um, They're designed to last about eight hours, just normal wear and, you know, wear. So eight hours later, it's gone. I do try to apply it in the middle of the day, but I'm indoors. I'm not sweating much. I'm not exercising during the day because I'm working. Um... I would tell you to try to reapply it during the day, but if you have a water resistant broad spectrum sunscreen on every day and you're working indoors or just running to your car and back, you're, 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 you're doing great. If you're outdoors again and you're active, you should reapply it every two hours. And is there anything we should be watching out for with sunscreen? Cause we, you know, there's a lot of reports out there. I don't know if reports are the right word, but um, talking about, sunscreen and some of the chemicals in sunscreens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, not all sunscreens are created equal, just like anything else. Um, so yes. is there anything we should be watching out for? Uh, if you have sensitive skin or if you have a young child that you're putting sunscreen on, I would recommend the physical sunscreens. Those are the ones that are formulated with titanium dioxide or zinc oxide um, because they're inert. The downside to them is they don't react very well to anything. So the chances of you getting an allergy to them are pretty mm -hmm. slim. Mm -hmm. um, the downside is a lot of times they leave a white cast on the skin. So they're not very aesthetically pleasing. The other downside, not that it is a downside, but it is a reality when independent testers test sunscreens, and they compare these physical blocks with the what we call chemical blocks, but we just call them organic or chemical blocks. They're all chemicals right. to distinguish right. them from the organic, from the uh, physical blocks. Um, they don't work as well, the physical blocks. The chemical sunscreens work better. It's just that simple. They, 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 they more closely stick to the SPF with less variation, um, and they are cosmetically more elegant. So um, I understand the concerns, you know, the recent study that showed some absorption into the blood on maximum use studies when people were using them four times a day, I think on 75% of their bodies for several days, uh, they were getting absorption at a level that was a little higher than the FDA wanted to see. They have a limit. I think it's 0.5 nanograms per mil. Anything above that, they go, wait a minute, we just want to reevaluate. But in the same, the same report, they said, this is no reason to stop using your sunscreen. So to date, the benefits of using sunscreen far outweighs the downsides of not using sunscreen. Keep in mind, we have, oh, probably 22 people die a day of skin cancer in this country. Mm -hmm. And there are millions of skin cancers diagnosed uh, in this country every year. So again, it's the benefit risk and the benefit way outweighs the risk. Uh, and so that's why I say it's, uh, there's nothing to really avoid, just wear it. And cover yourself so the amount of skin surface that's exposed is less so that you don't have to worry about those issues. But I still think every single day the application of sunscreen is imperative. Mm -hmm. And I know I go on a lot of road trips and I have started making sure I put on a good sunscreen in the morning before I get in the car. Because even just being in the car, you don't always think about it you're in the car you're not in the sun but the sun's coming through the windows and the sunroof and um it's still because i know i i've gotten sunburned while driving um so i'm trying to be more cognizant of that when i'm on a road trip and putting it on in the morning before i get in the car yes the there there are a whole bunch of wavelengths of the, that the light emits uva is the long wavelength and it does penetrate the the glass um, it's the tanning rays. It's the rays that cause the appearance of older looking skin, the skin aging, if you like, the pigment, the blood vessels. So it would behoove you to have sunscreen on every single day, even if you're in the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing a like CBS special or something. Um, they actually were interviewing truck drivers, over the road truck drivers who had done this for you know, many years and the one side, their arm and the side of their face that was at the window all day mm. was like, look 10 years older than the other side of their face and their arm. Yeah. And I was like, that just really struck me like, <laughs> oh, I need to be a lot more careful in the car because we just don't think about it right in the car. Um, yeah, but it's still right. getting to us. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So anyway, and that's and it's the sun damage, right? It's I've got sunspots on my face. I hate them. Um, but that's from all my days of laying at the beach, right? Um, and and wrinkles and fine lines. I mean, it all stems from sun. 
a lot of it, not all, all of it. All stems from sun. If you're mm-hmm. over 40, if you're a female or male over 40, compare the skin on your chest and your face to the skin on private areas that has not been exposed. Yes. You'll see a huge difference. And that skin is the same age. Yeah, my belly is nice and smooth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's uh, that's your your own best experiment. Mm. Yes. So, Dr. Fry, um, let's talk a little bit more about your website. Um, it is fryface.com. That's fryface.com. Um, so, tell us a little bit about how your website works um, and how users can experience it. Yeah, the purpose of Fryface was um, I had patients with acne were coming in. Uh, there was one particular uh, gal. Actually, I, I told this story in, in, in the book. Um, she came in and she dumped a bag of products out on an exam table. And she said, they all make me break out. She was an Ivy League trained financier from Wall Street. She had a, a you know, corner office. And, and she says, how am I supposed to know what to use? Now, being the chemistry geek I was, and we did some more little research, we found certain ingredients. Um, there was evidence that certain ingredients would make people break out. So I programmed this program that the user could go on and say, hey, I'm acne prone. And all the products that were there, if they had any one of those ingredients, that those products were removed from the research, from the, from the, the search for you. And that's how it got started. Um, so it's just a nice place to go if you want a moisturizer, a cleanser, or a sunscreen. Again, national and internationally known brands. Uh, you could select if you have acne or if you have eczema. You can select if you want a spray or a pump or a jar, it's just personal preference. Um, and then you can go down to your local drugstore and pick it up, or you can order it right from Amazon. It's just a way to go to simplify the process. So when you get to the store, you're not standing at that wall and you have absolutely no idea what to purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be really overwhelming. And I mean, honestly, you go into the drugstore and it's like, two sides packed full of an aisle that's all skincare yeah face creams wrinkle creams yeah it's 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 astounding and that's just at the drugstore right that's not even um that's like correct. your higher end stuff um right so or the doctor's offices there's there's, there's yeah just, uh celebrities are endorsing them online i mean there's just yeah. so, there's skincare everywhere now it's just it's yeah. overwhelming Exactly. So thank you for creating a tool um, that can help take some of that overwhelm out of the equation. That's the goal. (laughs) And again, your book is called The Skincare Hoax. um, And you can find that. Is it on your website? Amazon, I assume. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, I believe. Uh, Hopefully wherever books are sold. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Fry, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a great conversation. Amy, it was my humble honor. Honestly, enjoyed it very much. And thank you all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you're listening to help others on their own wellness journey discover this podcast. And be sure to head to mnyogalife.com And join our email list to stay in the know of local events, the upcoming yoga conference, and so much more. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.